Oh, hi, audience. What's up? It's Greg Stero here to introduce you to the True Blue Riffcast, where they talk about amazing movies, bad movies, and everything in between. So you're listening to the True Blue Riffcast. Enjoy it. Thanks, Greg. The one and only Mark from the room, Greg Sestero himself, ladies and gentlemen. And I am Jeremy, and with me as always is... Hey, everybody. I'm Dave. Dude, Greg Sestero is such a cool, cool guy. I cannot yeah, that begin is... to tell you what a cool, cool guy he is. I mean... That is so awesome. I'm so excited to have that for an intro. This is, of course, the True Blue Rift cast, the number one Rift Tracks podcast in the world. And we are starting season two right now. It was supposed to start last week, but we had some technical glitches. Up, 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 up. Who had them? I had them this okay. time. All but right. For once, it was my fault. So we're, we're, we're trying again this week. Everything's running much smoother right now. Uh, coming up today, we're going to be talking about the newest Rift Tracks release, Sunset Strip. We're also going to be taking a look at the VOD Supersonic Man Ooh. and the short Someday. 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 So how's it going, Dave? Ah. Uh. Well, um, today is January 26, 2020, um, and a little bit earlier today, we got the very unexpected news Yeah, that um, NBA superstar and basketball legend Kobe Bryant and his, unfortunately, his daughter uh, were killed in a uh, fiery helicopter crash. Um, yeah, that's... Uh... It's pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, He's only a couple years older than me, man. I mean, like, I, I don't know. It's like I tuned out of basketball around 2005, you know, but um, he was still a huge, huge force back then, even. Oh, yeah. Even when, you know, because I'm from Utah, I'm a big jazz fan. You know, the jazz have sucked for a long time, but he was still playing playing on the Lakers when we were playing them to get to the finals in, in the nineties, late nineties, all that stuff. When that news broke, it just like, it really like, I don't know what it was about it, but it just hit home. And I was just like, Oh, it was like a gut punch. Cause I looked at his four, like, he's only two years older than me. And it's just like, anybody can go at any time in, in fiery helicopter crashes with their children. And I'm just like, okay, that's terrible. Yeah. My, my buddy sent me a text and he's like, dude, Kobe died. And I'm like, what? No, what are you talking about? The first thing I did, your first instinct gets to not believe. I I went on Twitter and it wasn't trending. So I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And I went on ESPN uh, and it said, you know, Kobe Bryant passed away and it was like 20 minutes ago. I'm like, whoa, that like just happened. Then. Yeah, it was really bizarro. Like, it's just one of those things. It's not like, you know, when when somebody who's up there in years passes, you're like, oh, that sucks. Like, uh, what's his name from Monty you know, Python? But it's expected. Yeah, it's at least a little more expected with that. Yeah. Uh, But when it's somebody who's the same age that you are. Yeah, that can like, you know, kick in the balls a little bit, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, but uh, yeah, rest rest in peace, Kobe. Yeah, he Bryant. had a he had an amazing life. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, let's let's move on to the the 
to something a little more lighthearted and uh, take a look at the weekend box office. I feel really weird going from from that to this, but <laughs> welcome back from the edit, folks. Never let it be said that I don't know how to turn something terrible and awful to something so hysterically untasteful that Jeremy has to remove it completely from the show. Yeah. And you'll never uh, know what it is unless unless you're unless you're a Patreon patron. And it's not anything too horrible. No, no, not 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 really, no. <laughs> uh our number one movie for the second week in a row, Bad Boys for yeah. Life. Uh followed up by nineteen seventeen, which I still need to see. Uh number three, Doolittle, which has a scene with a gorilla punching a tiger in the nuts. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, you cannot say that and expect me to... No, we have to talk about that. Are you serious? Say that I, again. There is a scene where a gorilla punches a tiger in the nuts. And the tiger's name is Barry. And the tiger says, Oh, my Barry Berries. <laughs> I have to see this movie. I am not even joking about that, guys. I have to see this. No. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm seeing the matinee. I don't care. Our number four movie is The Gentleman and Jumanji The Next Level wrapping up the top five. Well, where, where's Star Wars? Uh, Seven. That is that is that is unfortunate. Yeah. That is a little bit unfortunate. But now... We're going to just truck right along, and we're going to get into our short reviews of Rift Track Shorts. Yes! For today's short review of Rift Track Shorts, we are going to take a look at one of the more recent releases. This one is called Someday. Someday. And this short starts out kind of mundane. Uh, it's a bunch of little kids in the 70s. One's you know painting, one's hammering something. Uh, another one's throwing a ball at a wall outside. Uh, and then we go we go back to the first one who's painting. She's painting an apple. And she turns to the camera and says, Someday I want to go to the supermarket. <laughs> and then we see this little kid tearing ass through a supermarket, dropping watermelons on the floor and breaking them all over the place and throwing a bunch of fruit and stuff in the cart. Fairly standard fare at this point. Uh, and then we go to the next kid, the one who was hammering on a piece of wood. And now he's drilling with a little hand drill because that's something you want uh, five-year-olds to do. <laughs> that's what I was doing when I was five. <laughs> and he says, someday I want to ride on a boat. Dream big there, big guy. And then it cuts to the kid on a sailboat <laughs> all by himself floating through, what, San Francisco, the little harbor there, the bay there. And... Okay, this is kind of weird. And it shows the kid literally by himself in the boat. And he looks like he's trying to smile. But you can tell that he is scared as hell. This kid is terrified out of his mind. I believe it. I mean... Like, people are waving at him. And he's just waving back with one of those forced smiles on his face. Like, let me out of here. (laughs) Please help me. I'm scared. And then we get to the second little girl who has a crazy look on her face. 
And she turns to the camera and says, someday I'm going to go to zoo. (laughs) That's how kids talk, though. And then she's running around a zoo. And we see all kinds of fun stuff, like tigers fighting, which is something that you want to show on a film for little children. Uh, She's, like, petting a goat, and a chimpanzee jumps into her arms, and... It's just, it's crazy. And it comes back and she's got like tiger stripes painted all over her face and she's roaring at the camera and it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and she's clearly insane. Like I, my five-year-old is insane too. And this one's just like mine. Like I haven't come home to see, you know, tiger stripes painted on, on my five-year-old's face yet, <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised Arr! if it happened. Yeah, and she's just running around roaring, probably chasing the dogs. Our last kid, uh, the one who was throwing the ball against the wall, says that he wants to go to a baseball game. And then we see like some minor league baseball thing going on for a couple minutes. And then all of a sudden they're climbing onto a helicopter. And <laughs> the end. Uh... And it's the best kind of short where it just makes no sense, you know. It's just crazy, and there's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good riffs in this one. You know, they they do tell the girl who said she wants to go to the supermarket to aim big. Way to go! Um, they talk about the crazy zoo girl and uh, how the Make a Wish Foundation got off easy with that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the part I laughed That's at the most in the whole short. Uh, outstanding short, guys. This one, you know, I'm going to say it. This is a true blue essential. Nice. For any Rift Tracks fan. I think you said that the last time we did this. I can't be sure. Yes, I did. <laughs> I sure did. Now we're going to go on from the shorts to the not-so-shorts, and we're going to take a look at the most recent release from Rift Tracks, Sunset Oh, Strip. God. A sleazy mid eighties. Uh, okay, look, no murder it, mystery drama thing. I don't know what the hell to call uh, like, this thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, first of all, first thing I would call it is a gigantic pile of crap. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, it's so bad. This might that okay. It it's, it's one of the it's it's one of the worst riff track selections. Uh, as far as movie selection goes, because we all love pancakes, uh, but this movie is just bad. It's pretty terrible. Um, yeah, oh, it's terrible. You finally got a chance to it's watch dog it. dog crap. Like, literally. Yeah. Um, what, give us, a, give us a, a, a rundown, and I'm sure I'll interrupt you as I do while I have my thoughts. <laughs> uh, okay, so... We have uh, our main character whose name escapes me because nobody cares. Um, it's um, Richter. Richter? Richter. That's what we'll call him until we remember his name. Hold on. <laughs> Got to make sure we're looking at the right Sunset Strip, too, while we're looking this up. Yeah, I know, because how many Sunset Strips are there? <laughs> there was like four. Oh, look at that. It finally it actually came up the first time. Oh. Uh, let's see, Mark. Yes, it's Mark. Oh, that's right, because there's a joke in it about yeah. Mark. Okay, let me start. (laughs) Because they make a good joke about that. Um, 
Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, okay. So, Sunset Strip uh, gives us our main character, Mark, uh, who is a photographer, but apparently he only photographs uh, breakdancers. Like, that's all he does. Yeah, he's a hobbyist. Yeah. And uh, he ends up at a bar that one of his friends owns. And the guy's like, look, you know, these people are trying to uh, they're trying to get money from me so that they can shut me down. And, you know, if I don't pay them off and I'm going to pay this guy out behind the, the club and I want you to take pictures and get their faces in there. And, you know, we, we're going to take these people down. And uh, he goes out and makes payment. The guy is taking the pictures and then baldy goon uh, generic guy. Number one comes out and knocks him out. And when he comes to, he's got a gun right next to him. So, of course, he picks the gun up and then he sees the back doors open and he goes inside. And what happens? Oh, the guy who owned the bar is dead. Shot right in the head with the gun that the guy picked up. Because, of course. Yeah, no, okay, okay. So he gets arrested. But they have to let him go. Uh, much to the uh, dismay of one of the detectives. Who's literally, like, punching him. And, like, he's like, no, you need to give this guy murder one. He did it. We literally have a smoking gun. <laughs> but they have to let him go. It's not unreasonable to think that he's the one that did it. Yeah, I would think that. I mean, okay, he's standing there over the guy with the gun in his hand, and the guy's got a bullet in his brain. So that that would be the first assumption for most people, I think. Yeah. So he gets released, and he has to try and figure out who's doing it, who set him up, and how to take him down. And it is one of the most boring... <laughs> journeys that I've ever seen in, in that particular uh, partaking. It's so bad, guys. It's so slow. It's so slow. Like, okay, so a, a few things about this movie. The opening scene of this movie is I uh, you know, it's it's, you know, I say this a lot on this podcast. It's hard to even talk about. Here's the setup, okay? He's a he goes and he takes – he's a photographer, but he's not a full-time photographer. What he does is, like, it's his hobby to go, like, photograph people breakdancing, okay? <laughs> now, we open up, and there are these two breakdancers, and the guy, our guy, uh, Richter, is not there yet. Um, and they're, they're dancing, and these three, like – People, I don't even want to call them like thugs or whatever. They come up like, "Hey, nice break dancing," and they just kind of like look at each other. And then they pick up their boombox and they run, yeah, and they like run away or something, right? And like, oh, we're gonna get away. like, "Hey, man, that's our boombox," right? So they chase after him, like, I, they start the chase starts, but then Mark or Richter or whatever, I'm just gonna keep calling him Richter, Richter. <laughs> <laughs> Richter pops up like, hey, what's going on here? Oh, nothing, man. Right? And they're like, yeah, here, take the boombox. And they run away. <laughs> and be like, okay, here's your boombox, right? So it's, here's your boombox. And, uh, well, I have to go back to Tendon Bar, even though my, 
my breakdancing photography is not really going to come up much in the plot, right? <laughs> so he goes, and I guess he goes back to the bar. I, I can't remember if he goes back to the bar first or if he goes to his apartment with his, oh, God. Uh. <laughs> no, first first he goes and takes pictures of, of other breakdancers because that's when we get, like, all the, the opening credits and everything is over that. Okay. Oh, okay. And uh, but then he but, goes back to his apartment. Yeah, okay. He okay. So he goes back to his apartment, and like I don't know if I've cringed harder <laughs> ever. I mean, like I've rolled my eyes pretty hard, but I don't think I've cringed harder than I cringed at this horny landlady, <laughs> who just it's it's just like no stop. <laughs> But we get one of my favorite riffs right here. Um, she just opens his door and comes in his apartment. And she says, hello, Mark. And Kevin gets all indignant. That's not Angrily. how you greet a Mark in a bad movie. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Greg. We love you. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Some of some of my favorite uh, riffs in this movie. Like, uh, we see a paper boy. And we get a joke about the game Paperboy, about mm-hmm. how he's not being chased by a tornado or the Grim Reaper. Although that was good. <laughs> uh, anytime that the strippers show up on screen, oh, yes, no. oh, God. they're yeah. strippers so... in this movie. You can hear the disdain in the guys' voices because they're just like, ah, like every time. And there's like three or four times that this happens, and they just like, ah, not again. We shouldn't right. see this again. And why? What is one of the main reasons, Dave, that they don't want to see these strippers? Okay, look, here's the thing. <laughs> like, so much of, like, the movie's plot progression, anytime there's a phone call at this at this horrific strip club, right? <laughs> the only phone in this strip club is at a table in front of, I mean... It's like where they conduct all their business. It's like where they, you know, talk to like, it's like their right tax next guy. To the stage. Yeah, it's right next to a stage. It's where they talk to like their tax guy. It's you know, and like where they have like all their evil doing business is like right there in front of the stage where these strippers. You know, it's it's twenty twenty. I'm not going to disparage them because of how I feel that they look. And it was a different time. It was nineteen eighty. But um, but you just see all these topless women with their 80s hair and their highly muscled butts. Like I said, <laughs> it was a different time. And it's just like it's just like yeah, they I don't like they to were see that almost like fitness models or something that they paid. Yeah, a it's extra, just like, you know? yeah, to like, yeah, to like show their boobs, you know, and it's like it just looks like they all just kill it on leg day, you know, <laughs> And they probably do. <laughs> One of the other uh, scenes in a different strip club that's also a brothel. Uh, <laughs> uh, our our character, our main our main guy, Mark, goes to this other club, and uh, the lady up on stage is is clothed. You can see through the top, but she is clothed. And uh, there's a really terrible band playing there, and uh, they say you can see how '80s this is from space. <laughs> I really it's like true. that one. Uh, but I think my favorite thing was the phone call drinking game. What? 
every time there's a phone call. No, like I, I, I would dare say there's a lot of phone calls. About forty five percent of the plot progression is through phone calls. Uh, I did, I did a tally after they made the riff uh, about the phone, the phone call drinking game. There were a total of eleven phone calls in this movie. Uh, and it's not like twenty four where like you could like take your phone with you. It's not. You know, it's like Jack Bauer, you know, yeah. uh, where, you know, he's talking to Tony and be like, be a, he's like, the Russians have the bomb, Tony. I know. <laughs> I'm standing right here. I'm standing right but next yeah, to you when it uh, happened. Why do you need to remind me about this, Tony? It's 11 phone calls. So if you were actually taking a drink every time somebody made a phone call in this movie, you might actually be enjoying the movie because you would be drunk. This is not an easy movie to enjoy. I have to say, I mean, this is probably, this is probably one of the more, like, I think it's probably the most Cinemax after dark riff tracks has ever gotten. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, like, Uh, yeah, this is the perfect example of, of talking about when, when we talk about how much the people at riff tracks have to endure when they're writing, I would not have wanted to write. I, I would not have done it. I would have like because no. they have to watch these movies numerous times, or at least parts of it. And Mike oh said, God, this would, Mike this said would that um, uh, it's at least eight. They got to watch the movies from from front to back. I could barely make it through this riff. I'm not one watching. Time. I'm not watching this one again. I'm <laughs> the not riffs are do really it. good. No, no, yeah, the riffs are good. No, but just I'm just saying, there's like the movie itself is just filth. It's trash. Yeah, I don't think I could make it. I don't think I could make it through this again. Maybe, maybe ten years down the road or something when I'm like just going through a bunch of them and I'm like, oh, let's watch this one again. Let's move on from that slog fest and let's talk about another VOD, one that I would say is oft forgotten. Yeah, you never hear people talking about it. Hold up. We are going to take a look. Oh, oh sorry. I was going to do I was going to do intro with the with, with the theme music. No, we're not talking about uh, Superman or Star Wars. <laughs> we're talking about Supersonic Man. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this movie is interesting. I love it. It's yeah, it's a um I would dare say this movie came out in the in twenty thirteen, which I think is probably one of the more successful years yep. content wise Rift Tracks has ever had. Yep. That's probably why this one gets lost like it like it did. Yeah, um, so yeah, you have 2013, and it's the first year of just like solid VODs. I think we had a couple of MP3s at the beginning of the year, but whatevs. Uh, oh right, that earlier that year we had um, uh, the unofficial close of the uh, blockbuster era, so to speak, with uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. Yep. And um. But Supersonic Man came, I think it was October 2013? It was October, October, November 2013, I want to say. And uh, it's, it's a superhero, it's, it's an Italian knockoff. Now, uh, like, when you first, like, look at Supersonic Man, like, oh, this is just going to be, they're going to try to knock off Superman. Which they do. 
<laughs> um, in that in that great Italian knockoff tradition that that they have, you know, like uh, uh, if we want to go in the not riff tracks vein of that, uh, I think probably the most famous uh, the most famous Italian knockoff is probably uh, Star Crash. Um, yeah, I, and I think probably. The last shark, as far as riff tracks is concerned, or or you know, uh, lest I forget, Ghost House. <laughs> uh, but Ghost House isn't really ripping anything off. <laughs> I don't know what Ghost House. No, is it's just kind off. of its own thing. Yeah, uh, but uh, the last shark definitely is this Italian rip off of, of of Jaws. They do and they do it in this in this just just the most amazing way that only Italian knockoffs really can. So they yep. really do have like that special feel, um, but they added a lot more elements. Like there's a lot of elements in Supersonic Man that aren't in Star Wars, and they're really more aesthetic, kind of like tone, like feel of the movies that Supersonic Man has. And I think the other big influence, amazingly, uh, is Star Wars. Like you know, so. What they wanted to do is they took uh, Superman and the tone of Star Wars and they just clumped them together. Um, <laughs> and obviously, you know, the biggest uh, shout out to Star Wars in this is, uh, what is it? May the force of the galaxy be with me or something. Yeah, it's something dumb like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, it's it's very <laughs> obvious and... <laughs> And not, it's just like super cringe. And yeah. you see super, they, so oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that this movie makes Puma Man look like Batman. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the other big uh, comparison uh, with Riff Tracks fans. Uh, obviously, there was a show called Mystery Science Theater 3000 where, uh, in the sci-fi years, Mike, Kevin, and Bill riffed a movie called The Puma Man, which is a very famous entry in Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, and there are many references to Puma Man in Supersonic Man, yeah. uh, the, the, the riff itself. So, I mean, you know, you know, okay, let's duke it out. Like, who would win in a fight, Puma Man or Supersonic Man? I mean... <sighs> Probably Supersonic yeah, Man. Yeah, I, I think so, too, because <laughs> Supersonic Man is actually... Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> Supersonic Man is actually, like, he's... Like, like his powers, I mean, they're gifted to him, sort of, but he's just, like, this alien. Like, I don't know what the heck he is. Like, he's, like... Yeah, he was, like, an alien yeah. that came down and yeah. became Superman. I mean, that's really what Yeah, so, like, in that way, it's, like, like that's a Superman element of it. Puma Man is like this, is like this, I, is this dork, <laughs> I mean, who, like, who it's fights like the greatest belt. American yeah. hero. Yeah, you know, he just kind of, like, stumbles into, like, his powers, and he's not very good. I mean, at least Supersonic Man is sort of, like, competent, like, at least Supersonic Man can fly straight <laughs> around the World Trade Center. Um, yeah. But anyway, we're 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 getting off course. Um, <clears throat> Supersonic Man's power, of course, he uh, he can fly. Uh, he can turn guns into bananas, oh, which is very important. And he can and and he can lift uh, cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> he can lift cardboard 
waterlogged cardboard uh, tractors up over his head and let <laughs> VW Beetles go around him. Uh, that is seriously the worst scene in that movie, right there. Like, like as far as shake like, hands things, ma'am. Yeah, because it's just like, like what were you like? What? It's like how can you even expect anybody to buy that? And it's like, like it wasn't even shot at a distance. It's like right up on no, it. No, it was right on it. It was close up, baby. That's the only way to go. Uh, can I? I'll I'll give you listeners uh, the steamroller. Here, here's a good frame of reference. The steamroller. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's a good frame of reference for for what to expect uh, when you watch Supersonic Man. This movie was directed by. Uh, Juan Peaker Simon, who most people know as the director of Pod People. Oh, that's right. So a movie yeah. featured on Mystery Science Theater. So you kind of know what to expect uh, quality-wise with that. You know, speaking of Pod People, and we've mentioned uh, Puma Man, I kind of hope uh, this year, because we should be finding out soon, what our live shows and yeah, because Kickstarter uh, should be starting. Soon, we're yeah. we're very close to that. It's usually like the middle of uh, February, yeah, around that. this time. But in the last few seasons, they've been redoing uh, Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, movies. we you know we got Time Chasers, we got Space Mutiny, Giant Spider Invasion, Manos, Manos. You know we've got all these these redos, and I honestly I'd love it. I want to see more. Me too. I'm I'm all for it. And these two that we talked about, Puma Man, Pod People, Pod People especially, because honestly, that's one of my most watched Mystery Science Theater episodes of all time, and I would love to see a fresh take on it. I, and I think it would be good to get the Mike Kevin Bill lineup on that. Yeah, I think it. I think it'd be good. A different take on Bring it. Bring that into the Rift Tracks canon. I would. I would be a fan of that. The other one would still exist. They're not ruining the the original version of the Rift. If they ever, if they ever do re-Rift Pod People, I would probably watch both of them equally. Um, same as with, uh, man, you know, I was thinking about this. I really hope they could redo, like, Hobgoblins. Yeah, Hobgoblins, or, Final uh, Sacrifice. That uh, the Russian uh, the, Finnish. The Russian Jack Frost. Jack Frost. God, I love that one. I absolutely love that one. They'd have to go by a different title for it, though, because they already have a Jack Frost in the yeah, they already have library. A Jack Frost, yeah. But I'd be okay well, with it. Well, stop them from scared to death. That's a little different. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, I know that Jack Frost did have a couple other names to it. I don't remember any of them off the top of my head, but I do remember that. Um, Michael Keaton? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, not that one. Never that one. I know. I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> but there's so much that they that they could redo that I would love to see. Again, a fresh take on everything. The unedited version of the movie. You know, the dream one for me, a redo would be This Island Earth. Yeah, because I think they so too. made them oh, chop that movie up so bad. It was shorter than a regular episode of Mystery Science Theater. Come on. Come I would. On. Yeah, you know, that's that's another one. I don't think okay, it would so ever we, happen because, you know, we said Hobgoblins. We said Final Sacrifice. We said This Island Earth, Puma Man, Pod People. I'm trying to think what Devil Doll. I would like to re for that one. That's another one of my personal favorites. The Undead. That would be a good one. And I kind of had pushed that one out of my mind a little bit uh, until mm -hmm. the other day on uh, my Facebook memories. 
I had a quote that I posted, and it was, uh, me help, attack time being, hitting me, stop, you must, God, dear bleeding am I, break my leg, think I did you. And that's from The Undead, and it's that was another one that I watched multiple times. And I would love to see a fresh take on any of them. Any of the Mystery yeah. Science Theater movies. Sorry, guys, nothing is sacred. Nothing is out of bounds for me. Yeah. Redo it. Overdrawn to the memory bank? Oh. If they could get their hands on the rights to that one, I would love a re-riff of Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. Any excuse to give us more Raul Julia and Riff Tracks together? Yeah, I'm all for it. But yeah, we're kind of getting off tra- <laughs> off track here a little bit. Uh, we were well, talking I mean, about Supersonic really- Man. What else is there really to say about Supersonic Man? I mean, it's... It's a uh, really I mean, good they- riff. They have a drunk in it. <laughs> oh, duh. Yeah. I mean... That was, it probably wasn't scripted as a drunk. The guy probably just didn't want to live with the fact that he was in this movie. That was, so that was the only way he could deal with it. Man, yeah. Was if he was drunk. Um, <laughs> I, Let's keep talking about this, though. Let's keep talking about Rift Tracks Live. I mean, because it's relevant. It is, because it's coming up soon. Yeah, I mean, like... What what are your hopes and dreams for for Rift Tracks Live in the future? I know we've talked about it before, but let's say <sighs> Rift or Unrift from I... okay we 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 already talked about MST3K re-riffs, so we don't need to go over that again. What yeah. about yeah. stuff that hasn't been Rift, or let's talk about maybe stuff from Rift Tracks? I mean, like I know my solid go tos are I've always wanted. I think it needs to happen, but I'm not sure if fathom events would want to uh uh broadcast either of these two movies the guy from harlem and roller gator guy from harlem would be an amazing live show and i know we've talked about that before yeah roller gator it's not gonna it's not gonna happen like (laughs) that's so divisive that's definitely a dream that will never come true dave i'm sorry uh no i want it so bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and not just because I want to piss everybody off. I do, but that's not the uh, only reason. I want a Roller Gator live show <laughs> so bad. It hurts my face to think about. I just don't I just don't think people would go see it. <laughs> or not if, if they the... knew well, we would have to no, we would have to trick them. We would have to tell them that they're getting something awesome. And then when they got in the theater, <laughs> ha, screw you, roller gator. And then lock the doors. Wait, you can't do that. Yeah. No, I think I think for me, Unrift, the dream, the dream live show, and I know a lot of other people really want this to happen too, and this is definitely just a matter of of rights being too expensive. Hold on, wait. I think I I I, I think if let me see if I can get this, Master of the Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe. That's what I that movie is god awful, and if they could ever do a riff of it, it would be probably one of their highest ticket sales for for live shows throughout the country canon movies are tricky though canon movies are super tricky but there's uh, so much it, good stuff in there that they could do oh my god if they could ever i think i got the one perfect one which is the apple from canon um yeah if if they could get more any more like oh, Hercules. like superman superman for oh. super problematic yeah that would never happen uh Lou Ferrigno, um, Hercules would be a great canon film for them to do. Um, what's the other one that I was just uh, that I was just thinking life about? force life? <laughs> eh, 
<laughs> I don't know. That one's got a lot of nudity in it, Dave. <laughs> I, well, we just spent half an hour talking about highly muscled butts. Yeah, but they don't want to do that for a live show. Well, they, they did Starship Troopers. And they gorilla-grammed it. Because they was sure did. Things in nudity, even though they screwed and up. And they one. did the room, but... You have to leave that in with the room because it's part of yeah, the Yeah, you really do. Yeah, it's because it's, it's of a piece. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't... Any of the other movies that I really want them to do, I don't think I would want necessarily as a live show because that I think they would do better as a VOD than, as, than a straight-up live or, show. Or MP3s. Yeah. Like if they ever actually did Light Blast or Carver's Gate, you know, those would have to be VODs. Those would have to be VODs, yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. Aside from the ones we've already talked about, I mean anything really. I don't care. I just, I just want to be able to watch them this year. That's all I care about. I want to be able to go to my local, good, rich, quality theater. Oh God! And watch the live <laughs> shows. I, I will never let this die until they, they fix it. I'm sorry. How, how far away do you live from Detroit? Uh, Detroit is a hour and a half to two hour drive, depending on traffic. Where did you, where did you go last time? Yeah, I had to go, I had to go to Lansing, Michigan, the state capital, which is a I've little of, bit, yeah, I've heard of Lansing. it's a little bit farther than Detroit from where I am. It took me a total of three and a half hours there and back for the trip. Yeah. And that, <laughs> it was longer than it took me to watch Star Raiders in the theater. Hey man, I don't want to hear it. You know, you know how long uh, it it took me. It took I I traveled for like a day to or no, well not a day, but I actually flew to Memphis to see yeah. to see Rift Tracks live. Yeah, Mothra. here we go. Okay, you you want to give me a hard time about complaining about not being able to see the live shows? Yeah, yeah. I see. I see how it's gonna be. That's another thing. <laughs> about the upcoming Kickstarter is that, um, and yes, everybody, they still have to do it. And it's, it's, it's fine. It is fine that they still do it. Um, and we might not be getting as many live shows as we usually do this year. Also, it's fine. And we might get more um, than we got last year. Who knows? Yeah. And I yeah, don't, I know. I'm saying, I don't really care which, which way it is. And, you know, and we've talked about this before, uh, as far as you know people people complaining about the kickstarter but what they don't understand is this is expensive for them to do and it's they're also a, company. a tiny tiny company yeah they're Their like 16 is... people they're small you wow. know did they hire did they hire another person it's up to 16 people now? i don't know it might still be 15 i don't know i haven't i haven't looked <laughs> at the numbers recently but still that's tiny that's like that's yeah. like a mom and pop business like level of employees you know, yeah. it's just slightly but, above um, that. It's not uh they're not a big they're not a big company. So for them to be able to afford to put this on, they have to pay, you know, they they gotta get to pay for the satellite feeds, they gotta pay for the theater space, they gotta pay for lodging for all the people that work their there that are set going. that they have to build they gotta build the sets. You know, there's a ton of stuff that goes into this. And I get people not understanding that maybe, but like you know, to to complain about it, it it really rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, uh, I know. I know there are people who, I guess, 
I would I would dare say there's one person that I know that is very annoyed by the fact that they do Kickstarters every year. I don't think this person listens to the podcast, but I'm still not going to mention this person by name. It just kind of irks me that like, what is it? But anyway, the upcoming Kickstarter is that it's like, okay, so um, I've been meaning to get back to Nashville and I haven't been there this year. It'll be four years that I haven't been to Nashville and I've only been once. You know what I went? That's just like the thing. You know what I went? Never. Never. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm just kind of hoping that there's a title that just kind of like compels me to be like, okay, I don't care if I'm flat broke. I am going to Nashville for this riff. Yeah. I, I really hope that there's something big. I think, I think we're going to get something surprising this year. Like, well, we always do. Well, no, but I mean like an actual, like true surprise. Like we're going to see it and we're going to go, Holy crap. I didn't think they would ever be able to do one of these movies or, or something like that. That's, that's what I feel like. And I don't think it's going to be masters of the universe. Uh, because like I said, that's, that's like a dream. That's almost probably on the level of roller gator getting a live show. Um, but I think we're going to get something that's going to shock us. Yeah. Like I was, I was shocked back in 2015. I hope we do five years ago now when they announced that it was going to be the room for the crappening. And I was like, Oh yeah, what? that was that was a that big was one. a shock, and I think it might almost be on that level. That's my guess. Wow. I'm gonna say it mm. that it's gonna be almost on that level because it's gonna be something recognizable. I think not necessarily if it's if it's a another Mystery Saints Theater uh, redo, but I think I think there's gonna be something that we're just gonna be like, whoa, holy crap! I can't believe they're doing this and. I think that might be your movie to go to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's just my uh that's just my guess. Obviously, we have no idea what the hell's going on. No, we were, we're just we really as lost don't. as you guys are. They don't talk and to us. <laughs> I wish I wish we knew what was going no, on. No, okay, okay. They talk to us. <laughs> they talk to us, but they don't like share they don't tell us anything. I don't no, I, they, like like this is a like like this is an idea that people have about about me and probably about you. Uh, yeah. That um, we have insider knowledge, guys. We don't. <laughs> I've gotten questions before on Twitter, um, because I talk so much about Riftrex on there that people think I work for them, and I've had questions about Riftrex. I'm like, I, I, I don't know, guys. I literally have had local reporters who want to do <laughs> like who wanted to do a Riftrex, uh, piece. In like, like, kind of like a where are they now kind of thing. <laughs> and um, somebody from like, like it was a local, a local reporter that I know personally, like outside of like all this, call me on my phone and start asking me questions about riff tracks, which is, which is fine. But he started asking me about stuff that like, I wouldn't know. And I'm like, bro, I have no idea. We know just you as know? much as everybody else. I mean, we the yeah. only reason that we might know more about certain things pertaining to Rift Tracks is because we've seen it all. Like, you know, we we've devoted oh, yeah, so much yeah. time to what's already out there, you know, but that's that's it. Our knowledge ends at the same place everybody else's does. So also we're both fanatics. Yeah. Yeah, and we we do a Rift Tracks podcast. Yeah, we do a Rift Tracks podcast. Ask my wife. She knows how crazy I am yes. about this and it drives her. And oh, by the way, in case you didn't know 
In case you didn't know, it's the number one Rift Tracks podcast in the world. In the world. The whole world. Yeah. And hey, if you want to support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash trueblueriftcast. And you can do things like vote in the patron poll, which is going to be going up uh, in just a couple days here. And our first oh. patron poll of season two is going to consist of these three choices. Are you ready? Oh, oh, okay. This is, good, this is a surprise to everyone, even today. This is a surprise to me. I bet Viva Knievel better be in there. Uh, yes, Viva Knievel <laughs> is in here. <laughs> Are you How serious? did you know? No, I'm I'm crossing one off and writing Viva Knievel <laughs> right now. Okay, so for for our first patron poll of the season two, we've got the last shark. Nice. Viva Knievel. Yes. And Doctor Who and the Daleks. Oh, those are that's I I could go for any of those. So you can vote on that. You can get uh, some exclusive outtakes. There have only been a handful posted, um, but I will be posting more, obviously, as time goes on. I think there's probably going to be some from this one. Probably. You might even get a little bit of the impromptu song stylings of me unfortunately i'm gonna oh, be yeah. sailing your eardrums we had some we had some we had some pre-recording shenanigans um, happening and uh you also get a sneak peek as to what we're going to be talking about the full episode uh before we record it so and some other little fun stuff in there um and you know the uh there we go again what my brain stopped my brain stopped again so that's going to do it for us this week. On that note, <laughs> I'm Jeremy. You can find me at uh, pvandawesome.com. I'm so happy. You can send me emails, jeremy at trueblueriffcast. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at tbriffcast. And I'm Dave, and I'm so happy. SugarRayDodge.com. Send me emails at dave at trueblueriffcast.com. And we will see you guys next week right here on the True Blue Riffcast. Bye now.